0: Because it's body. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? It is capable of standing heat and stresses several times more than have ever been experienced, fitted together with a precision better than the finest watch, carrying all the equipment needed for propulsion, guidance, control, communications, food, and survival on an untried mission to an unknown celestial body, and then return it safely to Earth re-entering the atmosphere at speeds of over 25,000 miles per hour, causing heat about half that on the temperature of the sun, almost as hot as it is here today, and do all this, and do all this, and do it right, and do it first, before this decade is out, then we must be bold. That's the way we used to think as... Americans. And I think we've lost a little bit of that. So uh, welcome to the Jason Rice Show. Best Friday ever. Guys, it is absolutely going to be the best Friday ever if I have anything to do with it. And this is my way to try to make your Friday a little bit better. And that was John F. Kennedy, President Kennedy at Rice University right here in the Lone Star State of Texas, where I just returned from, uh, not returned from Texas, returned from Houston. And I was at NASA. And, you know, for some reason, okay, and I have been to NASA and Johnson Space Center, I don't even know how many times at this point, uh, for 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 briefings and different things uh, that relate to uh, some of the work I do. And, and for some reason, this time more than any other, it really just, I, I was in awe of not just the rockets and uh, the lunar modules and just all the different things that you find whenever you go to NASA, for some reason, I looked at these rockets that were, that I could literally stand in, in the, uh, I guess, the exhaust of one of them. It was, I was, in particular, I guess this was a, I was looking at the rocket that propelled uh, Apollo, I don't know, maybe 11. I can't remember which one it was. But I'm sitting there looking at this marvel of engineering and technology and innovation. And it it occurred to me that all of this first existed in the mind of mere mortal human beings. And then I got to thinking about the way that there used to be this time where we could collectively, as a country, come together and we would imagine big, bold, audacious things. And... You know, I've never been uh, a Kennedy uh, sycophant or anything like that. I bought into the whole Camelot thing or whatever. But um, you know, one of the things that was really cool about John F. Kennedy and in this speech in particular, and it's interesting because I've actually given a speech and I I quoted that speech verbatim. It always gets to me because of the um, the inspiration that get that it gave the nation at that time to not thinking about war, not thinking about political victory, not thinking about uh, social issues per se, but thinking about the human experience and what we're capable of and having a world leader say, we can think on these things and we can set big, audacious goals and ambitions as a country and... We will be a beacon of light around the world for what we can do, and I miss that i don't i don't and again I don't want this to come off as negative at all but i i I just was i was just in i was just inspired and and, and in awe after this particular trip to NASA to just look at look around and think that what mere mortal human beings had done throughout the course of time. And I hope that we can get back to a place of that, and and then I wanted to bring that to kind of more of a present day uh, topic, which is Elon Musk. So right now, uh, you know, Elon Musk gets you know <laughs> attention on a now in particular almost a daily basis for either something he's tweeted, he said, or something he's doing. But I don't want to talk about the whole Twitter deal and free speech and him trying to bring free speech into Twitter, anything like that. That's not what this is going to be about. But I want to tell you the thing that I admire most about Elon Musk. And if there's one thing that I personally, you know, full transparency, that I struggle with, that I would like to um, try to emulate Elon Musk on, it's this. The man has the audacity to think about things that most humans won't even contemplate. Who would have thought... And it's weird. Again, I, I'm walking around NASA, and I'm thinking to myself. At the time, you know, around 1967, when Kennedy's giving the speech, to 69, when we go to the moon, and then this, the 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 uh, missions that led up to uh, the Apollo uh, missions. I'm thinking, you know, this this is these were nations that were you know m- racing into space, right? We, we these were just individual nations, and and they had the collective. Resources of an entire nation coming together to try to for the space race, and then you know, like in the Russians, they they put Sputnik into 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 orbit and that just freaked out the United States right and so we just really locked down and just sidebar I actually had uh, an uncle he has since passed away a couple years ago but was spent his entire career at NASA as an aeronautical space engineer he was literally a rocket scientist and he would tell these stories about how just how exciting it was to be a part of this race to space and then all of a sudden you know fast forward to 2022 and we have a an individual human being that is in kind of a race to space a race to Mars versus nations one individual and i just find that unbelievably remarkable and i think it all starts with and this is kind of the message for today is i think we as human beings if we're going going to achieve great things, however you define great—a great father, a great husband, uh, great in business, great in, in engineering, whatever the case may be—however you define great, we have to first be willing to get our brain around that. We have to be, we have to be bold enough to at least dream of that thing. And I'm worried that there's a lot of people these days that are are, are frightened to dream. They, they don't believe they're, they're capable. Why would I even consider such a thing? Because, look, if you, if you constantly turn on the outside sources of, of news feeds and, and whatever and, and media, then you would kind of think that America is a cesspool, that everybody hates each other, that um, it's racist, it's sexist, it's bigoted, and, you know, the, it's just, it's just, the, the walls of society are crumbling around us. And that, that being the case, you and I still have the ability to— shut off all that noise, and to retreat into our mind and into our spirit and think, I am still a human being capable of unbelievably remarkable things and dare to actually have that dream, that ambition, no matter how audacious. That's where it starts. You know, Okay, so I've, I mentioned on this program a number of times that, um, I'm a believer. I, that means I believe in in Jesus Christ. I'm a Christian. And so one of the things that I have found that uh, limits me in my faith often is that whenever I'm relying on faith, I limit it to what I can get my mind around. okay? but the, the but the simple fact is that is so small. Anything that I can actually conceive of, my faith is so much smaller than I believe God's abilities to be. But sometimes we line those up. Sometimes we won't even ask, or we won't even exercise a faith bigger than what we can fathom, forgetting that there is a God that is much greater than all of us. And so just put that aside for a moment. Let's say that you don't even, that you're not a believer. That you believe that God and all that's just, you know, the, the Big Bang Theory, whatever, I don't care. But just, let's just put that aside for a moment. Can't we at least, whoever we are, look and go, there was another human being that... Created this amazing thing. Not so different than me. Yeah, maybe they're brilliant, maybe they're smart, whatever the case may be, but they're human. I don't care who they are. I think that anyone who has achieved incredible greatness, the first step was believing that it was a possibility. And we in 2022, we just really don't have that many excuses because we have seen, you can look at things. One of two ways, right? We can either say, well, all the great things have been done. And you know, what, what else is there for me to do? Or we can go look at all of the amazing lessons learned and the amazing things that have come to fruition. My Lord, what now with all of these resources can we do? We've seen such exponential growth in technology and innovation. And I was made, making the argument whenever I was at NASA with one of my uh, colleagues this, uh, this last week. I said, you know, it's kind of remarkable. I said, do you realize as we walk around here and you see all this amazing equipment and these uh, rocket-propelled uh, ships and all this amazing, all these just this innovation and technology that's surrounding us, do you realize that every single piece of matter, every resource, that is taken to do these remarkable things existed at the time that Jesus walked the earth. All of it was here. All of it was here. It just hadn't been all put together and pieced together in such a way that we could assemble it, put people on it, and shoot it to the moon. But it was all here. The iPhone, every, all the things we needed to make an iPhone were in existence back whenever George Washington crossed the Delaware. It was all here. We just hadn't got there yet. So all of that has been done. And that's when, because because of that innovation, we are now moving at such a fast pace forward. I cannot wait to see what we can do going forward. And so on this best Friday ever, I I, I want to encourage each and every person within an earshot of my voice, dream, imagine, it, put things in context. There's a lot of people out there playing freaking small ball. They're, they're, they're navel-gazing, and they're worried about me, 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 and the, the – the, their universe and the things that they're they're collectively worried about are, are the result, I think, of a fat, lazy, prosperous nation with no real battles to fight. So they go find something to, to find significance over. Don't be one of those people. Don't be one of those people that just finds these—that they're Don Quixote going out to slay windmills, thinking that they're, they're a knight errant out— trying to save a damsel in distress that doesn't even exist. And so they're out there slaying windmills. Don't do that. Instead, have the audacity and have the courage to look within and go, what is bigger than me? What is bigger than myself that I could play a small role in at least saying, hey, g- g- gather a group of people and say, hey, what if You know, I'm reading right now, uh, Stephen King's on writing. And one of the things that Stephen King offers up as a suggestion to anyone that wants to be a writer, he said, What he'll do is he'll just take something and go, What if, and then fill in the blank, What if this happened? What if a guy finds a gun that it turns out every time he pulls the trigger, it takes him to a different place in time and he's only got six shots? And so he, but he gets to choose the six times that he wants to stick six times in history that he wants to go to I just made that up but like what if and you start right well what if that happened that's how Stephen King starts his novels which he's written how many of over at this point I think it's 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 just short of a hundred maybe maybe more but I think he's still under a hundred but nevertheless one of the most prolific novelists to ever live and he always starts out his stories with what if what if this happened So my encouragement for you today is to just say, what if I did this? And look, it's not small ball if it's something that is profoundly huge in your life. What if I called my dad for the first time in three years? What if I tried to go one day without doing the drug, taking the drink? What if I told my wife, I told my husband, I forgive you. What if? Don't be afraid to say what if and dream and just see what happens. What if I left my job? What if I started that business? What if I followed that dream, that goal, whatever it is? What if? I Hope, you know, one of my thing. you know, the, the motto of this show is improve always in all ways. And one of the things that I always tell people, like when, if, I, if I go on a, one of my favorite exercises whenever I go speak somewhere is I start out and I say, okay, what if, <laughs> what if you had to get to the moon tomorrow? In order to save your child's life, what would you do? Now, if I ask, generally, what I'll do is I'll ask them a question. I'll say, "Hey, if you if you if you had to go to the moon tomorrow, what would you do?" And most people say, "Oh, I can't do that. I mean, I I'm not an astronaut. I don't have a science background. I'm just, I just I wouldn't be able to do it." No. But then, if you say, "Okay, but wait a minute," what if I added a caveat that said your child had been kidnapped? And the only way their life can be saved is if you get to the moon. Then what would you do? Well, inevitably, the first thing they do is say, well, I would call where I was this week. I'd call NASA. Okay, good. There, there's a step. There's a step. Then what would you do? Well, I would I would tell them the situation. I would give NASA, and I, I, would, I would explain it. The bottom line is this. You have to make it real by saying, what if? And create some consequences. Because here's the thing that each and every one of us is going to be faced with one day. If you choose to stay comfortable and you stay and you stay playing small ball. And you continue to slay the windmills like Don Quixote. And you never take the chance to call NASA to get to the moon. If you never do those things. Here's what's going to happen. Let me ask you this what if. What if you're 80 years old and none of it's an option. It's, not, it's off the table. There are no do-overs. And all the things that you could have at least started and gone, what if? It's a lot easier to say, what if? And, and, and let, me just, let me just stop for a moment because I know how some of you are thinking. You think, well, I'm 50 years old. I'm 55 years old. What do you, Jason, <laughs> my what ifs have gone, buddy. I mean, I'm deep into my career. I've got kids in college. Okay. Well, let me tell you something. The what if is a lot more reasonable at 50 than at 85. That's just a fact. That's just a fact. So I'm encouraging you right now, ask yourself what if right now, wherever you are, because it's only going to get harder as you get older. Be bold enough to be like, like Kennedy was. What if we go to a, a an untraveled celestial place where with technology that doesn't even exist? Did you hear what he said in that speech? He said this rocket is going to made of alloys that don't even exist yet to withstand the heat and the propulsion. We're going to make a rocket that has the precision of a watch, a fine Swiss Swiss watch, none of which even existed. We're going to do all these things that don't even exist. Everything I'm telling you that it's going to take to get to the moon does not exist. What I just said earlier, we had the resources to have an iPhone. Whenever Benjamin Franklin discovered electricity, we had all the resources scattered about, but we didn't have the ingenuity and the mind to do it yet. But still, we kept moving forward and forward and forward, and all these men and women came along and said, what if we did this? What if we did that? What if we could do this? And then Kennedy comes along and says, what if we create this unbelievable rocket. And then, by the way, we're going to create all these things that don't even exist yet, and we're going to return safely back to Earth. And we're going to do it first. We're going to do it safely. We're going to do it first. We're going to do it right. That's what we're going to do. And I got to tell you, I know this isn't a popular, it'll be, it's popular from the for the people that are listening to this podcast most likely, but I know this isn't a popular sentiment. But it's always going to be my sentiment. As I was walking around NASA, I was proud as hell to be An American, I was so freaking proud to look at that giant rocket that I was standing in front of from one of the Apollo missions that had USA on the side of it. Because I am of the belief that nowhere, nowhere on planet Earth has the spirit, the human spirit, been unleashed to the degree that it has in the United States of America. And as I was walking around, looking at the American flags and looking at the posters and the pictures of the astronauts and listening to an astronaut, I mean, I get to meet one of our astronauts, Don Pettit, listening to him speak with enthusiasm about the things he's looking at and the things he's studying, the the International Space Station and how NASA has never in 22 years not had a representative on the International Space Station. I couldn't help but just swell with pride because you know what? America is all of us. It's 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 this country, you not the United States of America. It is a symbol of what, and it's not perfect because you know what? Here's the deal: it's like any other nation. It's like any other country. It's made of these fallible, imperfect things called humans. <laughs> That's the bottom line. And whenever you make anything up of a bunch of imperfect pieces, then you're going to get an imperfect outcome. But let me explain something. We have been able to pursue perfection to a degree that no other nation ever has on earth. And as a result, we've done things like stood on the moon before anybody else. And we will go back before anyone else. And we'll be a leader in technology and innovation. There's a reason why you go to the other side of the world and the buildings are laden with United States corporate names because we are innovators. We And the, the, the thing, what is innovation? How did that come about? It came about because it doesn't matter if your father was a wage-earning carpenter or an MIT scientist or somewhere in between. You, you have the ability, you have the opportunity to say, what if in the United States of America and mean it more than any other place on earth? I will argue that till I'm blue in the face. Nowhere on the planet has anyone been able to say, what if, and actually go a step further and a step further and a step further into the magnitude that we as Americans have. And I think that's really cool. And that's one of the things that was just, just what it reminded me of. I realized why my Uncle Pat was so excited that he got to spend over 30 years going to work there every single day, surrounded by dreamers, surrounded by a bunch of what-if proclaimers. What if? What if? Yeah, we can do that. doesn't even exist yet. So what? We'll figure it out. Unbelievable. Unfreaking believable So I hope, I hope that after listening to this, You'll go and you'll say, hmm, what if, what if I were willing to step out and do that? Um, I don't know. I'm going to end it there. That was the main thing that I want to talk about. I, I came back from NASA. And like, and again, I, like I said before, I, um, I've been to NASA, I don't know how many times. But uh, this time I was like a little kid. And I think it's because the older I get... The less I take for granted, meaning the more I realize just how un-freaking-believable the human can be and has the potential to be. And let me tell you something. It's not reserved for the elite. It's not reserved for someone because of the color of their skin. It's not reserved for someone because of their genitalia. It is not reserved for anything Anybody, it is, you are the one who creates the reservations. You, unleash the reservations. Unleash them. If you dare to say, what if, no matter who you are, where you're from, as long as you're here in this country, you have a better chance of finding out what happens if you ask what if here than anywhere else on the planet. I'm going to end with this. One time I was at a zig ziglar conference and this guy walks out and i wish i could call his name i can't remember it but he was a he was a gentleman from india and i'm thinking oh my gosh you know zig is getting really old and is this guy to stand in he speaks he has a heavy indian accent i'm like come on zig ziglar i'm sorry this guy was great i knew he was gonna be great or whatever i didn't want to prejudge but i'm like i came to hear zig ziglar a living legend right as far as speakers and just the wisdom that the guy had i'm like man, this, I thought this is probably going to be one of the last times you ever get to hear Zig. But this guy, he can, he gets up and he speaks and he says, you know, he he introduces himself. Again, I can't recall his name, but he was the international ambassador for the Zig Ziglar Corporation. And he had started out after moving from, I think, Calcutta to, uh, to the United States. He got a job for the Ziglar company as an inside sales telemarketer. And he determined early in his career – he would one day be the international ambassador for the Zig Ziglar Corporation. And there he was on that stage in front of me and about 14,999 other people as the international ambassador for the Zig Ziglar Corporation. And he said something there that I've never forgotten. He said, let me tell you something. As someone who is a first-generation immigrant to this country, who has set out goals, who has asked the question, what if, and found out in a big way that has led to this stage in front of all of you today. Let me explain something to you. If This is the United States of America. If you cannot make it here, don't leave. Don't leave. Because if you can't make it here, you're screwed. And I still believe that. Have the courage to ask yourself, what if? What if I did try that? All right. Well, if you're watching on the YouTube channel, please subscribe. Click like. Hey, start up some conversation. Uh, put some comments. If you disagree with on anything I've said or if I should have added something to it, bring it. Let's start a conversation. If you're listening on iTunes, thank you so much. Please, 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 please leave a five-star rating. And listen next week to our my long-form usual interview that happens every Tuesday right here on the jason wright show and until we meet again always endeavor to improve always in always i'm jason and i'm out